Hi, it's Dwyer, gamblersadvisory.com, a free site, wealthspinning.blogspot.com, a free site. Let's talk money this June 10th, 2023. But first, remember, nothing I say in this video should be construed as financial advice. You always want to do your own due diligence. Remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Let me also add something here. Uh, I know from the comments to my boxing videos that some of the people who watch my videos are of a different generation than me. I'm in my 50s. I recognize some of you are in college, in your 20s, in your 30s. Right? I understand at that age, you're thinking the way to wealth is to get a high-paying job working for someone else or to break through as a musical artist and to perform in front of crowds to sell your time and creativity for money. Right, I'm just telling you that as you get older, you realize that there is nothing more powerful than passive income, right? Then investment income that you get from investing in markets that are highly profitable, that are serving the people. In other words, you don't have to be in front of a crowd performing. Rather, you could invest your capital in perhaps the entity putting on the concert and you can make money that way while owning your time, right? You don't need to wear a costume and have a mic in front of you to make money. Now, we're at a precarious time here in the economy. I was surprised, and I mean this, by Apple's latest earnings report. I know Apple is a tech darling. Um, I was surprised because, quite frankly, Product lines are maturing for Apple, right? They need to do something new, don't they, right? The margins now are starting to get squeezed. So I was surprised that Apple would announce that they're making less money and that the market response would be to buoy Apple higher. Well, let's back up a little bit. Let's talk about Lionel Messi's relationship to Apple. Understand, Apple TV has a 10-year deal with Major League Soccer. Apple TV just helped Major League Soccer sign Lionel Messi by offering him a share of Apple's MLS income. Now, this is a coup, right? Apple is an international brand. Soccer is an international sport. Apple just had a soccer-themed show, Ted Lasso, which was one of its biggest hits. And presumably, Apple can fold MLS-themed content into their future products. Right now, understand, Lionel Missy signing with MLS is a coup for Apple. But I'm still a skeptic on Apple, right? When I say a skeptic, I don't mean the company's going to fall off a cliff tomorrow. 
but I need for people to realize that Apple is trading at 27 times forward earnings, right? It's priced like a consumer staple stock, not a tech stock. Its market cap isn't just north of a trillion dollars, folks. It's something like $2.7 trillion, right? Now, this year, it's been on fire. It's up over 35%. Right, But just understand that, again, their price is more than seven times stales. So we get to the Apple headset. And let's talk about the necessity of the Apple headset. It's because you have several other competitors to the iPhone. Right, It's because I signed up with Mint Mobile got my Android-based phone. And, of course, looking at that Android-based phone, it had fingerprint scanner. It had all of the bells and whistles that I would need to just be functional. Right? The question has to be asked whether iPhones warrant the premium, especially in this day and age when Google recently released Google 7, right, Pixel 7, when, of course, everyone is releasing phones that have foldable screens and things like that, aren't you hitting a bit of a saturation point with the iPhone? So I'm not surprised that Apple is looking for other revenue sources, that Apple is involved with Goldman Sachs, trying to return high interest accounts to consumers. Well, now you have Apple with a headset. Now, I need for folks to think hard about the cost of the headset, right? We're headed into a recession. Understand the average person makes about, let's say, mid-30s to $40,000 a year. This headset's going for $3,499, right? Folks, what's more important to you? having this headset or feeding your family for several months. Having this headset or being able to afford the higher interest rates on your adjustable rate mortgage. I would argue that there's an open question right now as to exactly what the metaverse is going to encompass. And I say this as someone who uses tech and is online several hours a day, right? I have questions on exactly what the metaverse is going to look like, right? You look at the change spending profile for Meta, and you realize they have questions on exactly what the metaverse is going to look like. Apple now is coming out with something that costs $3,500, right, for an uncertain metaverse at a time of economic uncertainty, right? Let's just say I remain a skeptic on Apple. I understand that that's not the most popular view out there. Amazon Prime is a very powerful source. Amazon is thinking about folding phone service into Amazon Prime 
what effect do you think just from a common sense perspective that's gonna have on the profit margins in the smartphone arena right Apple needs new markets this metaverse one is gonna cost the consumer thirty five hundred dollars just to get in entry level I have my doubts now let's talk about a big theme here and it's a big theme commercial real estate folks it's in trouble in some big cities one city has a lot of problems right now I need for people to look closely at it it's San Francisco where commercial vacancy rates right now are around 30%, right? 30%. Now, let me just say that commercial real estate right now is a ticking bomb, isn't it? In San Francisco, the owner of two of the cities, in fact, let me just say this. The problem's widespread in San Francisco. The owner of two of the city's biggest hotels, and let's name the hotels, the Hilton San Francisco Union Square. Right? In other words, we're talking about an iconic hotel in a great part of town. And Park 55, P-A-R-C. That owner has stopped making mortgage payments. According to reports, they plan to give up the two properties. Folks, this is big. Now, we know the way things work in commercial real estate. Understand, interest-only loans as a share of new commercial mortgage-backed securities increased to 88% in recent years. 88%. The commercial real estate market is very interest rate sensitive. You're going to have a lot of players in there looking at the interest rates they're paying and wanting to renegotiate their deals. So they're going to start doing things like stop paying mortgages. You're going to have accounts receivables building up. You're going to have shifting prices. And the shifts are going to create some staggering opportunities. Let me give you a concrete example of the terrible tsunami that is just getting started in commercial real estate in San Francisco. Let's talk about the plight of, and I'll give an address here, 550 California Street in San Francisco, California. Right now, this building had been owned by Wells Fargo, a very savvy repeat player in the real estate market. In other words, understand, the price shifts I'm about to talk about don't involve newbies who got in over their heads, who panicked, who are panic selling. 
No, this involves a longtime player in the space. Now, I'm going to refer to an article here. Please Google it. It's from SFGate. That's a website that gives you a lot of Bay Area news, right? SFGate. The article, which is dated June 6, 2023, in other words, this month, just a few days ago, this information is current, is written by Tessa McLean, M-C-L-E-A-N, and the name of the article is Downtown San Francisco Office Tower Expected to Sell for Half of its 2005 price. Now, let me just say this. 550 California Street was placed on the market for $160 million. Right, $160 million. That was the initial asking price. Folks, it recently sold according to reports, for less than $46 million, right? Understand, that is less than half what Wells Fargo paid for it in 2005, right? Think about the lower demand for prime commercial real estate that caused the sale. Think about the ecosystem here. More folks working from home. They aren't demanding the space or the infrastructure that going to work would economically support. Right? Understand, fewer people at work means fewer lunch breaks at nearby restaurants. It means less parking demands. Less demands for Starbucks coffee by workers on their way into the building. Less demands for nearby bars for meeting with co-workers after work on a Thursday or Friday. Importantly, and this can't be overlooked because this involves hundreds of millions of dollars. Less demands for mass transit to get to work. You have multi-million dollar subway systems no longer being used like they were in the past. The commercial real estate tsunami will eventually become an economic tsunami. Now let's talk about housing. Let's talk about a very popular housing pundit, Dave Ramsey, who called the housing downturn. Well, understand, he's changed his tune a little bit. He's now talking about there being a supply shortage of housing. Right? He believes the downturn is ameliorating. In other words, it's not as severe as it was before. Right? Now, I disagree. Understand, I run a housing blog, housing 777 blogspot.com. I believe the downturn in commercial real estate is simply a canary in the gold mine that is auguring 
a bigger downturn in residential real estate. Folks, higher interest rates are back. Financing costs are up. More importantly, and this is hard to quantify, the cultural mindset has changed. What young person do you know who wants a 2,500-square-foot home if it means paying an $8,000-a-month mortgage in California? Now, let me point out that there's a recent article by USA Today, right? It's dated May 15th, 2023. It's about a month old. It's written by Swapna Ramaswari, right? Her last name is R-A-M-A-S-W-A-M-Y. The name of the article is, Is It Better to Rent or Buy? The best house prices vary city to city. Now, I live in San Jose. Let's talk about some of the numbers she throws out for San Jose. Right, San Jose's real estate market is a little bit cheaper than San Francisco's real estate market, but not by much. Right, understand the prices versus national prices are a little expensive out here. So the article points out that the median rent in San Jose, California, in San Jose, for those who don't know, is a bigger city, more populated city than San Francisco, right? The median rent is $3,181, right? For an apartment, the median rent in San Jose, California is $3,181. While the monthly mortgage payment with a 6.8% interest rate is $9,372, right? $9,372. The difference is $6,191 a month. Right now, just understand, if you're a young person in your 20s, if you're just starting a family, if you're thinking about having kids, if you, in this climate of rising unemployment, right, and the unemployment situation isn't remotely as bad as it's going to get, has you as low man on the totem pole or low woman on the totem pole at work. In other words, you're the newbie. You've just started working. You don't have the seniority. You haven't inspired the loyalty that your co-workers have from management. Right? Are you prepared to pay $9,372 a month for your mortgage? And understand, I'm not talking about the periphery of the market. This is just the median monthly mortgage payment. Right? Well, 
let's just say real estate right now is facing issues, isn't it? Let me point out, too, that because of the collapse in commercial real estate, and please look at your own city in the comment section of this video if your own city is experiencing a collapse in commercial real estate and you have data that you want to share with the people here online, please do so in the comment section of this YouTube video. So understand, with this commercial real estate collapse, I continue to like inverse real estate ETF SRS. Right again, the symbol is SRS. It is part of a barbell strategy that I have in which I'm also owning some open door. That symbol is OPEN, which would profit if residential housing rebounds, as it would have a natural monopoly in the field in terms of accessing, excuse me, accessing real estate for purchase online. Right? But what you need to realize is that the real estate market is volatile. I believe the cultural mindset has changed. I believe the collapse of commercial real estate is going to bleed into the residential real estate market. Right, As I see it, now is not the time to buy a home. Let's talk about the now, too. The Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, right, the OECD, is predicting a subdued recovery for the global economy. Right, just understand, the OECD's latest economic outlook forecasts a very modest 2.7% expansion of world output this year. Right, the pre-pandemic average was 3.4%. So according to the OECD, you're looking at an economic downturn. Let's go one step further. Official data shows that Chinese exports contracted 7.5% in May compared with the previous year. In other words, year over year, Chinese exports are down. That's not what the market was expecting. Weren't we hearing that China was emerging out of COVID, that these lockdowns were over, that the Chinese economy was going to subsidize the rest of us. Folks, that's not what's happening. Right? So forgive me. I understand there's a lot of AI hype involving NVIDIA, which I feel is a bit stretched. Right? I've used ChatGPT, I've used Bing, I've used Google Bard. Let's just say that we're in the early innings, aren't we, of these large language models. A lot of the information is inaccurate. Have you noticed that? It's a very promising technology. Very promising. 
But understand, there's a lawyer who tried to write a brief using ChatGPT. He showed up in court and he started citing cases listed on ChatGPT to the judge who reached the conclusion that the cases didn't exist. That the lawyer was pushing malarkey in court. That lawyer now is in trouble. Right? ChatGPT isn't the primary tool for your toolbox. As much as I'm impressed with the technology, folks, it's years away from being something that you can rely on, isn't it? So folks need to think of that before they give these AI providers the rich multiples that they're giving them, right? Understand too, you can have an excellent technology, right? The internet or the uh, creation of laptop computers. And there's going to be a lot of business failures. A lot of companies are going to be unable to capitalize. There are going to be network effects. Some huge winners, huge. And some big losers who have to liquidate, who disappear overnight. Right now, it's too early to know which is which. Right? The climate, folks, is uncertain. Just understand, in the Bay Area, right now, in San Jose, California, it is cheaper to rent than to own residential real estate. In San Francisco, on California Street, Law Firm Row, prime real estate in the city, a repeat player couldn't get half of the price it obtained a property for in 2005, right? Be careful. Don't fall for all this AI hype and, you know, all this political talk during an election cycle where we're, you know, hearing that, oh, they just solved the debt ceiling and, oh, we're going to turn this around and stuff like that. Economic output is subdued. The cultural mindset has changed. Some markets are imploding. Ownership right now might not give you a premium. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this YouTube video. Let me point out too. Gold and silver have been sluggish. I still believe in both. Right? You know gold and silver are not going to zero. I believe we know that. We don't know that with a lot of these AI companies, for example. Right? With regard to crypto, I just need for people to understand... I'll say it again, these centralized cryptocurrency exchanges are not the same as you owning your own Bitcoin with self-custody, right? A Binance.us could implode 
you have little to worry about if you're self-custodying your Bitcoin. Understand, too, when the SEC comes down on a Binance.us or on a Coinbase, and when they're upset that a Coinbase has been staking coins, right? And let's remember, the SEC made the same accusation against Kraken and worked out a deal with Kraken. I believe Gary Gensler wants to work out deals with people. Right? There's a certain urgency right now because the XRP judgment is going to come down any day now. Right, But you notice that as the SEC lists the coins that it considers to be securities, right, Ethereum, I'll name two of my favorites, Ethereum, Dash, right, Matic, I'll throw out a third. You notice that the SEC never names Bitcoin. Right, if you're interested in crypto, you need to realize that proof of stake is different than proof of work. Right, they're just different, folks. Proof of stake coins are at risk of being deemed securities. I suspect that they're going to have to settle with the SEC. Bitcoin is more of a commodity. Right, there are huge opportunities. I believe there's a huge upside for Bitcoin without the regulatory risks that you would face from owning Ethereum. I'm bullish on Ethereum too. I'm not a Bitcoin maximalist, right? I'm certainly not a Bitcoin maximalist, but just understand, as intimidating as all of the last year has been, the whole FTX uh, crisis, the Celsius bankruptcy, now the SEC going after Coinbase, right? As tumultuous as the last year has been, if you self-custody your own Bitcoin, you've been good, right? The FTX situation doesn't impact you. The Celsius situation doesn't impact you, right? Proof of work, self-custodied, you're okay. The future is still bright. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this YouTube video. Thanks for stopping by.